How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 143 of How About That Cigar Live. Thank you so much for joining us live on Facebook, live on YouTube. And for those of you listening after the fact on the audio podcast, thank you so much for making How About That Cigar part of your regular audio podcast rotation. As always, we are live in the Drew Estate Cigar Studios, and let's talk about the beautiful new Acid 20 Connecticut. During their most recent Freestyle Live broadcast on January 20th, Drew Estate unveiled the newest addition to the Acid 20 lineup, the Acid 20 Connecticut Toro, a smooth, mellow, sweet, and aromatic Acid 20 mm. Connecticut Toro, and it features a stately Connecticut shade wrapper, flavorful Indonesian binder, and bold Nicaraguan filler tobaccos, resulting in an extraordinary and exceptional smoking experience. Acid 20 Connecticut is a 6x54 Toro, all chromed out in 20-count boxes with an MSRP of $10.75 per cigar. They will be available to all premium cigar retailers beginning at the Tobacco Plus Expo in Las Vegas from January 26th to 28th, and they will ship immediately following. For more information, please visit DrewEstate.com. So, I'm a little sad, Yeah, but I'll get over it. So my my Green Bay Packers played like pure hot garbage on Saturday night, and they deserve to lose. Aaron Rodgers, I feel like, did not. Um, the defense played fantastic. Defense was great. Our defense played absolutely fantastic football. Um, it was like Aaron Rodgers didn't go to the range to sight in his scope. Yeah, I don't know. It was just, it's just another playoff loss. So that's what. Green Bay does they they lose in the playoffs so got to figure it out yeah so uh, but it was uh, there was a little silver lining so um, I was at the cigar shop with everybody watching the game the game ends I was really sad about it but I get in the car to go home and I catch the end of the wild game just Holy just as they tie it up in regulation dude and then it's it, it snowed a lot so it was a slow drive home so I got to catch when Felino put in the game winner in overtime. Yep. So that was, that was a great game to uh, be able to listen to the end of on the radio. Um, The wild seem to be turning things back around again. They're getting their groove back. Chemistry, I think is kind of revitalized. Um, Mm -hmm. Kakanen's playing great in net. So uh, I look forward to it. Um, And uh, seeing where the wild go, you know, the rest of the year. Yeah. I'm, I'm, optimistic forget you eric and jordan <laughs> uh yeah i'm we gotta us. gotta keep that optimism gotta yeah. keep that optimism and a great weekend of football it really yeah it, it really was gosh. i mean as sad as i am to see my team lose i am at at my you know at the core of it i'm a fan of the game yep. i enjoy the game and i know you do too yep and that buffalo kansas city game is definitely going to go down as one of the great Dude. not just playoff games as one of the great contests of all time it was just and if you haven't seen it go back and watch the highlights just an absolutely incredible back and forth between those two teams um a uh he's a theology professor but former pastor that's good friend said it best he said um kansas city needed 50 yards and it took them 13 seconds to do that 
but Dallas couldn't spike a ball in 14 seconds. <laughs> He's a huge Dallas fan. So, yeah. you know, uh, feeling that burn. But, dude, uh, what they did in 13 seconds. I know. It was incredible. Are you kidding me? It was incredible. I mean, Buffalo basically had it locked up, and Patrick Mahomes said, hold my beer. Really, that's... He did. He just... 100%. He, he just took control and got the ball down the field and uh, him and Kelsey. And that's what they do. They make, you know, they, they make plays and that's what, you, that's what you have to do when you want to make it to the next level. So uh, it's, it's going to be a, an exciting championship weekend, and we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I'm, I'm always rooting for the underdogs. I would love to see uh, um, I would love to see LA meet up with uh uh cincinnati but we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes um so let's bring on our special guest of the evening because we have a lot of cincinnati to talk about with our special guests yeah we do and as always special guests on how about that cigar live are brought to you by corona cigar company and coronacigar.com the internet's largest and easiest to use virtual cigar store corona cigar company offers you the finest handmade cigars humidors and cigar accessories at the absolute lowest possible price you will also find unique and limited cigars containing florida sun-grown tobacco as a proud american president and founder of corona cigar company jeff borshowitz believed it was possible to bring cigar tobacco farming back to florida at corona cigar company and coronacigar.com you'll find the best selection anywhere in the world of cigars containing this special florida sun-grown tobacco if you live in florida or are just visiting be sure to visit any of the great corona cigar locations in downtown orlando sand lake lake mary and also the davidoff of geneva lounge in tampa for more info on all of that, please visit coronacigar.com and floridasungrown.com. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and welcome to episode 143 of How About That Cigar Live, Miguel Shodale. Thank you guys for having me on. It is always a pleasure to be on with you guys, and I'm looking forward to tonight. We are as well, man, and uh, we become good friends over the past couple of years uh i i want to say we even text our, each other dude we do it's yeah. hot too <laughs> yeah it's it's real hot. it gets hot it does um it does. i want to say miguel i think is our the person we've had on the show the most i think this is four maybe five wow yeah yeah <clears throat> i'm just waiting for my uh you know my my sag card in the mail from you guys you know yes yeah, yeah. you know um at this point i want to get credits on the show i want to you know it's have, it's in the mail yeah it's, it's in the mail. mail it's in the mail yeah well thank you guys for having me on four or five times it's always a pleasure you guys have such a great show and i'm always amazed at the professional level that you guys put together how well the show is put together the opening music um it is really a pleasure to be on with you guys appreciate that brother thank you so much so we're uh, just a couple of days away from TPE, and I bet you're just kind of lounging around, not doing much, right? Well, today, um, today I had a lot to do, um, getting ready for, you know, we're planning, we've got the whole year planned out, working on a lot of different things. So I felt like I was on Zoom from 9 a.m. to about 5 p.m. today. Uh, and so usually I would already be out in Vegas, but uh, this year I'm going to go out tomorrow um my flight boards at like 5 40 or something like that in the morning um so it's gonna be an early flight but 
I'll get out there. I'm looking forward to TPE. This will be our third or fourth year involved. Um, obviously, our presence there is not as big as PCA, um, but we want to support TPE in every which way we can. And so uh, I always, it's always a joy to get out there and see some people that I haven't seen all year. So it's always a, always a good time. Awesome. So we actually, um, we're, we're going to definitely get into some questions about, uh, more questions about TPE, questions about Crown Heads, Ace Prime, Pichardo, and um, Cincinnati, the Bengals, all kinds of good stuff. But we have a cool new thing that we are starting up for the first time ever on How About That Cigar Live tonight. And we have something new that is called the Toast Cam. Ooh. When lighting your cigar, it's important to be patient, pay close attention to detail, and focus on the tobacco. In the same way, Steve Saka brings those same qualities to the ultra-premium cigars of Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Patience, close attention, and focus on the tobacco are qualities that Saka and Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust have become known for. From Sober Mesa to Umbagog, Dunbarton has a blend that will fit your palate, your mood, and any occasion. Visit DunbartonCigars.com to learn more. Love that. Yummy. And I just fired up a beautiful, Garrett and I actually both just fired up the Siri E. Just, Is just that the big boy? Is that the sublime? That's the it big is boy. The big boy. And uh, this big boy did, uh, did rather well, if I'm not mistaken. It's done very well for us, man. We've been very blessed. Um, CHC Siri E. I think the reception has been incredible. People seem to really gravitate towards those really nice, dark, oily wrappers. And CHC, I think flavor-wise, gives you all that you're looking for more. Very well constructed by Tobacco Letter Pichardo. A lot of great inspiration John had behind that cigar and that blend. It came out at PCA last year and so far has been very, very well received. So very, very happy on the, on the response. Awesome. Yeah, and we have, uh, both Matt and I have really enjoyed uh, these cigars. They are in our regular rotation, as they should be yeah. in anybody's regular rotation. The cigar was a home run, in my opinion. Well, I am so, smoking the Pichardo Natural right now, but I'm going to sit this mm -hmm. down because I'm halfway done with it, and I'm going to light up the CHC Serie E with you, except for the one I'm smoking is the 5150, the Robusto. Nice. So we have talked talked about this a little bit in the past but <clears throat> i want to kind of go back to you know the bengals being in the position they're in in the playoffs briefly because um myself growing up uh born and born and raised uh in indiana for the first uh maybe 12 13 years of my life down in southeastern indiana very not really far from cincinnati at all uh, so made it to a number of Reds games when I was a kid and very fortunate to make it to a Bengals game also when I was a kid. And the Bengals were sort of because at the time, prior to the Colts moving to Indianapolis, there was no professional football team in Indiana. So I was a I was a, a Bengals fan and oh, still have a soft spot, always will for the for the Cincinnati Bengals, unless they ever face the Green Bay Packers in the Super Bowl. And then it's, you know, all Packers all the time. But. Still a soft spot for Cincinnati teams in in my heart. And, man, after this long of a drought, how does it feel for a, the truest Cincinnati fan that I can think of that I've ever known to have your team in a position like this this year? 
<clears throat> I feel great for the city of Cincinnati because Cincinnati is a baseball town, right? The Cincinnati Reds have, have been around since 1869. It is a baseball town, hands down. Um, I, you know, the Bengals, when you talk about old franchises, I think the Bengals came to Cincinnati in 69, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it doesn't have the oldest history. And their real success was in the 80s. Uh, Kenny Anderson took the, the, the Bengals to the Super Bowl, I'm going to say 83, 84, against the Niners. They lost. And then 88, Boomer took them back to the Super Bowl uh, against the Niners again. Joe Montana lost. Um, and then that's really been it as far as success for the Bengals go. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it, they've had a very rough start in the 90s. I'll never forget the 90s. It seemed like they, had, they drafted a quarterback every year and never panned out. Even when they've had some really good quarterbacks, well, for whatever reason, nothing's, nothing really panned out. And I got to tell you, the city is electric. You know, I live in South Florida now for the last three years. I have a lot of family and friends still back in Cincinnati. Obviously, I'm still tied in with all the Cincinnati sports. And the city is just so excited. It could not be more exciting because last year they were the worst in the division, and and now they're one game away from the Super Bowl. Um, there's something special about small markets. Yep, S- small market teams. That's right. Yeah, it's tough, and many uh, many sports franchises today are owned by corporate conglomerates. You know, billionaires throwing all their money together, and and that's not the case for for Cincinnati Bengals. They're still owned by the Brown family. Um, because that's how football used to be. They were all owned by, you know, individual families that, that own these companies, these, these, these franchises. And so they're kind of a throwback, you know, and if I do say so myself, I think they had the best uniforms in football. Yes. Um, and I, I have to tell you, man, it's, it's incredible to see the excitement and just talking to football fans in general, they're excited to see a team like the Bengals that really haven't got to this in a long time this far to get there it's exciting to see a new team in the mix and so um man you, you just you know and then you're gonna have chiefs you're gonna have the Bengals, two young uh hot quarterbacks uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a hell of a game i would i wouldn't be surprised if it breaks some records that people watching because i don't care where you are in the country you're very interested to see these two young men um put their best on the field as we saw with the the buffalo game yeah um, yeah well, i think i think josh allen uh, broke a playoff record mm-hmm. with uh, 20 touchdowns in the playoffs. Um, and, and there was like a five or six way tie for 19. Yeah. Um, so, and uh, yeah. And Joe Burrow uh, is a cigar smoker. Yes. Oh, is he really? Yes. Yep. Diehard cigar smoker. And the guy was sacked nine times in one yeah. game and they yeah. still won. I mean, that's, yeah. that's crazy. Now, I'm no football expert. I enjoy the game. I'm a baseball guy. But you get sacked nine times in a game and you still win. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's all I can say is damn. And he – so Joe Burrow, I, I remember this was, I think, just before the final regular season week in the in the league. And, of course, all the football wonks are on their shows and podcasts talking about the MVP – stuff and of course being a packer fan you know that it is what it is but i'm still realistic when it comes to mvp stuff like that or when it comes to all-star all-pro or pro bowl whatever it is and um i was always saying that look rogers should be in the conversation for mvp and brady should be in the conversation for mvp but um it was uh colin coward on his show did a 
12 minute segment making a case for Joe Bur- Joe Burrow and it made total sense. When yeah. he started laying out all the numbers, I thought honestly and then after now that Burrow has put on the 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 uh the show that he has in the last game of the regular season and in the playoffs so far, I mean he he's got my vote, honestly. Uh, even even though the from total stat line numbers, Rodgers and Brady kind of were were up there, what did what has Burrow meant to his team? Like without Burrow, where would the Cincinnati Bengals be? And I think that puts him at a higher value spot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is he is the franchise right now, and quarterbacks tend to get that that love and that attention, but he means more to that team than anything. And I think Joe Burrow, he's from Ohio somewhere, but his girlfriend is from Mason, Ohio, who he dated through college when he was down at LSU. And she's from Mason, which is a suburb of Cincinnati. And um, so he has all these ties to Ohio, has a tie to Cincinnati. And that franchise has been so bad for so long. Um, You talk about what he means to the franchise. I don't think you could put it into words, what he means to that franchise. And, um, I think about what would that Super Bowl ring look like? You know, you'd have maybe some black diamonds. You'd have some orange diamonds. I mean, I don't even know if they make orange diamonds, but damn, that would look that would that would be a good looking ring. That's all I can say. Yeah, yeah, but, I can just I can see the tiger stripes in all all in gemstones. And I and I and I think to myself, if if the amount of success the Bengals have had this year will hopefully push the Reds into saying, hey, look we're number one in this town and we're getting showed up. We need to really come correct and really do some, some major moves. Um, But for a small city like Cincinnati, a small city that has both professional football and baseball and an MLS team, uh, it is, it's a big, big, big deal. And so Cincinnati, whatever happens, man, it's been an exciting year. Well, and you know, in case ESPN is listening, I think this last few minutes is an indication that we could take over for Mike and Mike. Just, <laughs> yeah, just want to throw yeah, that out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, they yeah. broke. They broke up a long time ago. Well, but to to be that iconic. Oh show, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Saying, you know, yeah. to take over for that. Just have your people call our people. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll work out we'll all that. Our people and our people are us. By the way, yeah. We don't have, <laughs> we don't have people. Um. So let's uh, let's dig into some cigar talk since it is a cigar show. Oh you know. yes, yes. yes. Um, so I want to kind of go back and look over the the scope of 2021 for Crown Heads, Ace Prime, Pachardo, and it was a huge year for you guys. And so so many releases, so much good feedback from media, from consumers, from retailers. Um, just kind of give us the, give us the 30,000 foot view of what you and the team at the company have, have taken away from everything that went on in 2021. Well, to really get into 2021, you know, 2020 was a crazy odd year. The first three months of the year, uh, I think everyone in the industry was very nervous. Then it was this huge boom and had a banner year, uh, turned out to be a really solid year. Uh, so going into 2021, we had laid out a lot of our products that maybe we had pulled off the table back in 2020, like Mule Kick and a few other items. Um, and from the Lost Angel, from the TA exclusive to the Mil Diaz Escogidos and and um, 
God, I mean, it just there was so much that went on last year, and everything just seemed to really hit hit very well accepted in the industry. Retailers really enjoyed them. And then with Pichardo, you know, when we took over their portfolio, they have some incredible blends. The classical Pichardo comes in three wrappers, one size each. Huge fan of those of those cigars. There was one thing that they were really missing, though, that was a core line, four sizes, something that really kind of represented a company because they had a little bit of this all over. And so they released Fiat Lux at the trade show. That cigar has become a juggernaut uh, yeah. in the industry, retailers. I can tell you that there are so many retailers out there that said, you know, I kind of held off an Ace Prime. I want to kind of see what they were about. And then Fiat Lux is what pushed so many people over the line and said, all right, these guys are just making ridiculous quality, great cigars. And that's how we feel. You know, we get to work with my father's cigars, with the Garcias. We get to work with Ernesto Perez Carrillo, who is a Hall of Famer. Forget the number two number ones and the number two cigar, and he's on the list every year. He's a Hall of Famer in the industry, literally. Um, and then we get to work with uh, Willie Herrera, Drew Estate, and Jonathan Drew. And so we get to work with some banging individuals, legendary individuals. And Tobacco Loader Pichardo, this little factory that back in the day was called Hot to Way. It was a little Nicaraguan factory. To see where it is today, it's been an incredible, incredible growth. And Luciano Morales, who's a personal friend of mine, who I got to bring over to Crown Heads and meet John and Mike, they're the ones that did the magic I just introduced. So I can't take any credit there. But it really turned out to be an incredible year. And Fiat Lux was a monster. And then we did two trade show exclusives for PCA, the Sergeant and Le Patissier, and we thought, ah, these will be just kind of small releases to support the PCA. And again, the, the the feedback by consumers was overwhelming. And and so 2021 went as good as you we possibly could have dreamt of. And coming off of 2020, a record year, we just hope to maintain and we grew even bigger. So it's been nice, man. I mean, it's it's ratings are great. Lists are fantastic, but the truth is the consumer really tells you right. um, what are you doing? Do they like it? Do they accept it? And overwhelmingly, the last two years have been a tremendous success. And this year we have a very um, aggressive release schedule on limited editions and fun products for both Crown Heads and Ace Prime. Um we're not slowing down, man. I mean, it's it's we're a blessing to be in this industry. It's it's a blessing that that we get to do this every day. And when the retailers say, "Man, you know," when they at the end of the year, when they call me, the national sales manager knows to say, "Hey, man, when I'm looking at my numbers this year and the success we had at a retail store, you guys played a big part in that because you're releasing things that people want and they come in the and they come in the shop and they ask for it and they're buying other stuff. That's a great feeling, and that ultimately is the 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 there, you know, there's really two ways you can look at your success is are retailers and consumers really giving you that positive feedback? And two, are you doing your job on carrying the flag of the industry and making this industry better a little bit every day to make it great and make it around for the next generation? And and I feel like um, Crown Heads has, has got to play their part in that. And you don't take those successes lightly because we've seen great people come and go in this business. And so we, we are, we take our, you know, all the success, it's a blessing. And we, anybody out there who picks up a crown heads or an ACE prime smokes it on their back patio means the world to us, man. And, and that's one of the things you, you mentioned right there was 
that I think is so important. And the cigar industry is a special industry because there are so many wonderful people who really do work together as a family, even, even competing brands and things yeah, like that. Yeah. But, you know, talking about being, being, uh, I think, I think you said ambassador for the industry or something along those lines. And you really the whole family at crown heads, ACE prime Pachardo, all, all of you guys are truly in that mindset and you, you really project and, it's it. You don't just project it on shows like this or uh, on your you. You know when when you go on Instagram or Facebook, you it, it's it's real. Anytime we we meet you guys, anybody who's met you guys, that's just who you people are, mm-hmm. and that's such a it's such an important thing in this industry because of everything that's gone on in the past two years, keeping this industry moving forward with positivity and with sort of a, a sense of camaraderie between everybody. You guys have really exemplified that. And I want to applaud you and, and uh, you know, just give you guys kudos for really driving that message forward of camaraderie it, amongst the whole industry, because I think you guys have exemplified that. Thank you, man. I mean, it means a lot to us, you know, um, you know, I, I mentioned uh, Luciano and Iradio Pichardo a lot, you know, they, they own this factory down in Nicaragua and it's, it's so funny, you know, it, it they literally treat it also as like um, a charity to give back. So, you know, Luciano spends time down there growing tobacco, blending tobacco, going through all those kinds of things. And at the same time, they're gathering up donations and they're providing food for families to take home. Um, last year, they bought some beds for some um, families that picked tobacco that were sleeping on their floor, dirt floors. Those kinds of things, um, when you have happy workers, when you have workers that take pride in what they do and they take pride in the company they work for because the company takes care of them, they're able to come to work and really put a lot of their focus on making quality product. And I think that's been the success of Mil Diaz, CHC, Juarez, and all the limited edition stuff that we've done out of that factory. And we're continuing to do more. And when you pick up, you know, Luciano, uh, the dreamer that got number 12 on Cigar Aficionado's top 25 list or, or whatever it may be, um, the people that are rolling those cigars um, and the people that are picking those that tobacco they're very proud of what they've been able to do with that with that company and they're and they're very happy how well they're taken care of not just here's a paycheck but we care about you your family and your well-being and your health care um i think that speaks volumes about the people that own the company and the people that run the company and i know that means a lot to mike and john at crown heads so we uh ace prime likes to say you know there's there's companies out there that are a house of brands but they're a house of morals and um, they do a great job at it. And, and I, you know, you put out positivity in the world, you get some back and we're just we're happy to be in that position. And, and because of people like you guys who, who do these shows, um, we're able to talk about it. We're able to share those stories because when you light up a cigar, you're literally smoking the last uh, step of what a cigar is there to be. There's 100, 200, 300 steps before it gets to that point. And sometimes we forget about the people that are doing all that work. 
And the reality is for us to have this premium hand-rolled cigar in our hands, smoking it, enjoying it, maybe we're commemorating a success, maybe we're, we're mourning a loss of a family member, whatever you choose your cigar to mean to you, to know that there are good people behind it and you're smoking a product and you're proud to, that goes a very long way in whatever we do. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no question, you know, and you'll continue to hear that message being preached on, on how about that cigar, um, how the cigar industry is different than just about any other industry I can, I can think of that. It's not competition. It's family. It's, um, everybody supporting each other. And, um, it's just a wonderful, wonderful. And like you said, it's a blessing to be a part of this, uh, this industry and this, this family really to switch gears a little bit. I want to talk about the region exclusives. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we've got the Tennessee waltz, you know, that was that the first baby yeah, so Tennessee Waltz was the first state exclusive that was released, um, obviously because Crown Heads is based in Nashville. And yep. for people that may not know, but, you know, um, Mike and John, who own Crown Heads, they were executives at CAO, which was also based in Nashville before it was purchased and moved to uh, Richmond, Virginia. So right. uh, Tennessee, the state of Tennessee has a lot of meaning for, for Crown Heads. And that's a fantastic cigar. Yep. Texas has one. Yellow uh, Rose of Texas. Yep, that was yep. the second one. Yep. We got the uh, uh, Ohio um, Buckeye Land. The Buckeye Land. Yep. We've got uh, Hawaii. Hawaii is unique. Uh, Hawaii is unique in the sense that Hawaii, the blend tends to change every year. Sometimes yep. the size changes. And it is a state exclusive, but it's for one retailer out there, our field wine. Yeah. Um, they, they take a whole allotment and then they sell it and distribute it out to other people. Um, and so Hawaii is one that changes every year, which is to me very exciting, you know? And yeah. Is, and it's and it always, the, it's always been fun to see from one year to the next, you know, what the, what the blend is like and, Oh, do I like this? Do I like this year's blend better than last year's blend and vice versa? And, uh, always, always fun to see that project when it, when it arrives, uh, on the Island out there. So I was, I was sitting around with some guys <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, yeah, so Raul was in there. There was Jason and Tony. We're all in there. And we were, you know, they're saying, hey, uh, do you know anybody at Crown Heads? You know, what what would it take to get a Minnesota exclusive cigar? I was like, you know what? Let me let me reach out to my guy. And I know we've shared a, a few candid texts, but in all honesty, what does it look like for Crown Heads uh, to come out with, with an exclusive and how do we get Minnesota a purple Lancero, for God's sakes? Lancero? Are you crazy? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, I, I think in 2022, you won't see any new state exclusives. But <laughs> it doesn't mean for the future that's not, not going to be the case. John wants to do some more exclusives. And, and me personally, as a sales manager, I would love to have one for the West Coast somewhere, um, Arizona, Nevada, or California, because we have a rep out that way. And then I'd love to have one for the Midwest and, and it could easily be Minnesota. You know, I, I have a rep out of Indiana and uh, we have a rep down South who has a Tennessee waltz. We have a rep in Texas. So I'd love to have each rep to have one that they can really focus on and love. And, um, and, and I'll be honest with you. I, I, we will do more state exclusives in the future. Um, and, and I always tell this is that, you know, I always bring ideas and things like that, but truly the, 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 
gentleman that draws inspiration is really John. John, there's something in John that'll say, you know what, man, this makes sense or this speaks to me. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you remember when, when, when Prince passed away, you know, you, you realize how important Minnesota is, the music, yeah. how incredible that state is. There's, there's so much great that goes up there. And that's a big part of what makes a state exclusive, you know, come about is, is the state has to, there has to be something about that state that speaks to us that, and, and, and I will tell you, I've been to Minnesota several times. Unfortunately, it has been a few years since I've been up there, but every time I've gone up there, what I'm always shocked at is the kindness uh, of the people. The cigar smokers are so devout. Uh, their, their government jacks around with the prices and they still stick with the culture. I mean, it's really incredible and, and impressive. So the long answer short would be, I will talk to John. Fantastic. That's all we ask. That is all, all we, we ask is that that would be i mean we we have so many loyal people in in this state who are uh the cigar culture in minnesota is very strong and it it, yep. it seems counterintuitive because it's cold most of the time so you would think a cold weather state it's not going to be a big cigar uh mecca but the the cigar culture in minnesota is alive and well and Absolutely. Um, we're grateful to be a part of a of a state that powers through the cold and still enjoys cigars even in the uh what what some would consider apocalyptic temperatures yeah i mean right now there's a it's been freezing down here it's about 45 degrees in florida and i'm just look at are this you dying? are you I'm, dying i'm dying i'm dying well let me put you two on on uh on, on let me let me ask you guys a question Bring fast it. answer matt and start with you what size would it be length and ring gauge five and five eighths by 46 garrett um, it would be 42 by six and a half. Mm. I like the thin ring gauges. I like where you guys are going. All right. If we use one of those sizes, um, I don't know if I'll be able to pay you guys a commission, but uh, <laughs> I will get you a purple plaque. A box is all we ask. Yep. A, a box and a purple plaque that hang purple, in the yes. studio. Yes. Love it. Um, I virtual, also, virtual handshake. Virtual handshake. Yes. Yep. Yes. Done. <laughs> I also want to point out that dope sweater you're wearing. Uh, oh. We had a chance to, to talk about that a little bit before the show started. Uh, are there any other crime junkie fans in, uh, in the comments? Because if you don't know about crime junkie, you're missing out. Uh, we had a chance to uh, share our, our love for some of these true crime podcasts and shows how long have have you been indulging in in that area so a man cannot live on cigars alone you have to have other yeah. things that occupy your time and as a as a road warrior you spend a lot of time on the road and i i'm new to podcasts maybe five years or so um five or six years i've been in the in the podcast and the only thing i i, I enjoy is true crime and um it's amazing to me i just i get into these shows and it takes you to another world and you know you're 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 on the edge of your seat and you're driving and you're smoking a cigar it's just incredible man absolutely incredible and and i i love crime junkie that's my favorite they're out of indianapolis indiana another great midwestern city and state um but i love it you know what i mean it's and, and i've got one of their podcasters who works for crime junkie 
lives three down three doors from my house so i get to get the little insight sometimes on new stuff that's Love coming it. down the line um and and you know it's many years ago when i worked for cao cigars i was doing an event in cleveland ohio and i had these two guys come to the event and they stuck around the entire time they were there from beginning to end and so where i'm at the end there's just two the, the two guys me i'm smoking and they're asking me about what life is like being a rep and i said well what do you guys do and he said well if you ever need us you'll be dead and, <laughs> and it turned out they were homicide detectives dope and I, so then naturally I go to, well, how'd you guys get into cigars? And one of the two guys said that when he graduated, whatever, to become a detective, he said the person that uh, was his boss at that time gave him two cigars and said, hey, you should smoke cigars. They're, they're, they're enjoyable. They'll help pass the time. But there's also, if you ever walk into a house and a body's been there for three or four days, light that cigar up and it'll help cover some of that aroma. Yeah, and, and so uh, and so that's how he got into cigars. And I'll always remember those guys. They came that's to my awesome. events for years, and then they wound up both retiring and, and moving out of Cleveland. But um, yeah, so I guess that was my first entree. But really, five or six years, I enjoy it. Uh, when I'm on a plane, and you see me with my earphones on. I'm not I'm not grooving to know Jay Z or or uh, whoever. I'm literally listening to a true crime podcast. Love it. Nice. So there's a question from. Uh, Tony, one of our viewers. So I, I poured the last pour out of my uh, most recent bottle of Florida Kanye 12. I, I, this, it's one of my favorite everyday rums. It's just beautiful. And also just, uh, just to mix it up a little bit. I also have a little voodoo Ranger IPA. Um, so that is what I am uh, drinking this evening. Uh, Miguel, remind us which rum is it that you're sipping on with your cigar? I'm sipping on a rum called Leyenda. Um, it is by a Dominican rum company called Brugal. Um, they make this Leyenda, which is not available in the States. They do have Brugal that is available in the States, but this particular blend is only in the Dominican. And when I go down to the DR, visiting Ernesto Perez Carrillo, I go down there for TAA, I always bring back a handful of bottles. And then to mix it up a little bit, I'm drinking a nice non-IPA called Coke yes. Zero. Nice. Yes, yes, new logo there. Um, and so that's, 2022? that's 2022 vintage. Um, <laughs> and that is that is what I am sipping on tonight. Nice. Well, I, they, I'm, a rum, I'm a rum guy. Give they me, go so well together. Yes, they do. And Garrett is drinking um, a... Uh, he's drinking, uh, so he's drinking Carib- water out of a Carib- mug from... No, Lake it's, uh, Con- it's, it's Caribou Coffee. Oh, nice! From uh, and it's the uh, the blend called Lakeshore, which is oh, my, yeah. m- for my wife and I. It's one of our favorite caribou blends called Lakeshore. And the, uh, and he gets the water from Lake Minnetonka from from the yep. shores of Lake Minnetonka, from where I've been baptized. Yes, yes. got to be baptized in the waters. This coffee with this cigar. <clears throat> That's one of the things about this this yeah. CHC Serie E is. This is a cigar that, and I'm not saying this is going to work for every cigar smoker, but for me, there are multiple times I've had this cigar right out of the gate in the morning with a cup of coffee, and it still works great. It's not it's not such a strong cigar that you can't have it r- right out of bed in the morning. I, uh, I'm i new to coffee. Uh, during the pandemic, this is the first time I got into coffee, so it's been, what, two years. 
And uh, everyone's always talked about how great coffee pairs up with cigars. And I've never been able to relate to that, right? Because I, I was never a coffee drinker, never. And, at, you know, I had some time at home and my wife bought me an espresso machine and getting into coffees. I have an accountant in uh, Ohio who's really deep into coffee, sending me bags. I've got the grinder and everything. And I, I got to say, that's a fun hobby as well. And when you have a great cup of coffee or a great latte or a great espresso, coffee beans and tobacco, I get it now. You're talking about a, a they have these, these, these flavors that pair up so well. It's incredible. Uh, it's new to me. I know you guys have known for years, but I've never been able to relate to that. And, and I have to say that it's been, uh, it's been a, a joy over the last two years to really get into coffee. And uh, yeah. but, you, but you can get into coffee like you can get into cigars. I mean, there's, there's, some, oh. there's, some, there's some deep rabbit holes I did not know that existed, 100%. my friend. Oh, that's so true. And, and a, a wine documentary that I watched once, one of the sommeliers on there s- said this phrase that makes so much sense, but I'd never really thought about it before. He said, what grows together goes together. Yes, and it's so true. So a lot it's of the so same true. countries that grow tobacco grow coffee bean. They grow sugar yep. cane that's turned into rum. And uh, and I mm-hmm. honestly, when people ask me, look, I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio, right? So bourbon is king because we're right there in Kentucky. Yeah. But when people ask me, I tell them, I said, look, man, there's a lot of tobacco fields. And, and if there's heavy winds that come through, they'll they'll plant sugar cane around the fields to block the wind from, from tearing the leaves. And then a lot of sugar cane is grown in the same regions and then coffee beans in the mountains at the, and the tobacco is grown at the bottom of the mountains. So you get that runoff. It just naturally goes together. And so I tell everyone, drink your bourbon, drink your cognac, your scotches, but coffee and rum are really the things to drink uh, with cigars. You go to Cuba, you see mm-hmm. the old guys drinking the cafe Cubano with coffee. There's a reason for that. Rum coming from the same countries, the people, the, the, the four main tobacco growing countries for cigars, Honduras, Nicaragua, Dominican, and Cuba. Rum is, is very popular in those countries. Yep. There's a reason that they go together. And, yeah. um, and so if you don't experiment with those, uh, you should. So there, uh, yeah, there's a couple. Uh, so I'm going to go after Raul's question. So this is kind of turning the tables to TPE. So Raul is a friend of ours, part owner in a, a brick and mortar cigar shop in the area called Sodi Cigar and Pipe. Oh, yeah, uh, this is going to be his first time at TPE. So uh, he's saying any tips on uh, first time TPE guys. So, Miguel, what are your what are your trade show tips? Trade show tips for retailers is different than obviously I've only been on the manufacturing side. I've been on the manufacturing side for 20 years. Yeah. But at 20 years, I've, I've learned a lot from my retailers. And, and what I would tell you to do is to go online, print out the floor plan. And then I would circle all the brands that you want to see, right? Put red circles around them so you know where they're at. And then take another color and circle ones that maybe sound interesting to you or maybe you're familiar with or you want to little see a little more. And that's how you kind of game plan. Well, um, so that's, I'm, that's my I'm just going to interrupt you quickly that, that Raul, while I was actually at the shop, he was sitting on his computer and he's actually already kind of ahead of the game where he's gone because TPE website, uh, PCA has the same thing as well, where you can go and schedule an appointment with the vendor you're going to or the, the booth that you're going to stop at. So he's ahead of the game. He's already got a bunch of appointments scheduled uh, and stuff like that. So he's, well, Ra- he's definitely well, Raul, got his schedule down. 
Raul, please come by the Crown Heads Ace Prime booth. Uh, be my pleasure to meet you, introduce you to Luciano Morales, the master blender and owner of uh, Ace Prime. And no, no, don't, no, you can't come to the booth. No, don't come. No. Um, come by, uh, hook you up with some cigars. Love to, you know, uh, shake your hand and uh, meet another brother of the leaf, man. Awesome. Well, and uh, one one thing I'll add to Miguel's advice, great advice. I, I will say comfortable shoes and hydration advil and advil so you gotta you gotta stay hydrated you gotta you gotta have water with you all day and matching jump shoots jumpsuits matching jumpsuits that is important Mm -hmm. um try to you know try to have colors that make you stand out you know bright pinks chartreuse orange (laughs) you know well you know i think a big thing with these shows no joke like the big thing about these shows is it is a selling show yeah, we are there to do business. Mm-hmm. But, but what it is, is if you're a fan of music uh, and PCA is another example of this. So if you're a fan of music, can you imagine getting all your favorite musicians in one place and being able to go table by table by table meeting them? You really can't. It doesn't happen. Um, this is one of those rare industries where you have TPE, PCA, TAA, where you go and you meet the owners, you meet the blenders, you meet the people that are behind these brands and there is a very personal um aspect to these shows and you guys can attest to it that if you love cigars to be there with the shakers and movers the guys that have kept this industry alive the guys that are building the future of this industry it's 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 really an amazing thing if you're a cigar geek and a cigar nerd it's like going to the big smoke for the first time and you got all these guys in the same place that you've seen in the magazines and you love and you appreciate their work it's just really impeccable the closest thing i could recommend it'd probably be like a tattoo convention where you get some of these great tattoo artists across the country all under one roof and you can get a tattoo by some legendary tattoo guy i mean it's the same thing maybe you go by alec bradley's booth and bradley or alec is there and they hand you a kasugi they're the ones that made that cigar um you go by the rocky booth and maybe rocky or, or or nish hand you one of their cigars or Luciano hand you one of his dreamers. That's incredible, man. You know, sometimes we forget because we've been in the business for so long, but that's an incredible experience, man. Yeah. And, and, and um, the industry, it's, it's a selling, but at the end of the day, we have a fun product that we all enjoy and partake. And it's, be- it's great to just get under one roof and meet all these people. And I would tell you that every retailer I know, always goes to TAA or TPE or PCA, any of the shows, and they're always looking for that diamond in the rough. That's mm-hmm. part of the fun is trying to find a brand that maybe not everybody else is carrying that you really fall in love with and you want to put that brand on the mark in your retail shop. So that's always a good thing as well. Pick up you know, some yeah. blends from other retailers. and But come prepared. <laughs> that's what I always tell yeah. guys. Come yeah. prepared. Know which the kind of things you want. Know what you want to order. Uh, bring you know, bring a pen, bring your licenses so you can open up accounts. You'll make it real easy, and you'll make some new friends. Awesome. Uh, and another question from a viewer is uh, Lawless Day. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Lawless Day. Let's. Lawless Day is a day that we tend to do every November, where we allow the state exclusives to be sold to any retailer for like a twenty-four hour period. It was kind of inspired by um, the movie The Purge. Uh, John had seen that and, and it kind of, you know, people were always asking like, oh, I want to get that cigar in my shop. 
I will tell you, we haven't done Lawless Day in a few years, and we can't do it this year strictly because two, no, three of the state exclusives, Ohio, um, uh, Tennessee, and Texas, they're broadleaf. There is not enough broadleaf for e- us to even produce enough product right now. Lake Creme right. is a broadleaf cigar. We actually had that off the market for about a year and a half, and it's just now coming back. Yep. We Something I'm very proud of, um, we've been offered – broadleaf alternatives broadleaf from pennsylvania broadleaf grown in nicaragua hey use this and you can get that cigar back on the market and john and mike refuse to do it they refuse to change the blend and instead of changing the blend or trying to pull the wool over somebody's eyes they say look we'll just take it off the market and when we have enough broadleaf we'll do it and Love so it. lawless it has to be broadleaf has to be flush for us to be able to do lawless and it just is not ready yet broadleaf is just not at that state where we can do that bigger run of cigars. Yeah. 2023, 2024. How are things looking? Uh, Broadleaf is looking up. I can tell you that this year we're bringing back Lake Carem. Um, instead of doing four Vitolas, we're doing three of the four uh, to make it easier on the factory. And then we are going to do a Bellicoso Fino this year as well. Mm. Um, limited run. Nice. Uh, but the numbers will not be nearly as many as, as we could sell or people demand. Um, but I do think 2023, 2024 looks really damn good. Awesome. Well, and I know a lot of, while a lot of consumers do get sometimes disheartened that, you know, their favorite brands or blends aren't on the shelf. Yep. We, we always try to get the message across to people that we appreciate so much when brands like yourself and other brands say what you just said where the you refuse to compromise you're not going to compromise a blend tasting the way that it's supposed to taste and having the aroma that it's supposed to have just to get a box on the shelf because it's not worth it it's not worth it because there's 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 meaning in that blend and in the, the 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 flavor profile you get from that blend the aroma profile you get from that blend and if 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 even one production run makes it out to those the stores that isn't on the money then it can it can just cause damage to a brand that it's it's not worth the risk yeah and you know we we have many different blends that we do and and when there's a missing component uh you have two choices you can try to fill it and like you said compromise or you sit on it and wait. And I think we're at a point where a lot of our consumers and retailers understand that. And you'll hear a very similar uh, from guys, you know, one of your sponsors, Dunbarton. Um, Saka is about, he's willing to have a cigar off the market for a year if it means waiting for the right tobacco. Skip Martin is another guy who, you know, people always yell and, and about the back orders. Listen, we don't like back orders. We hate back orders. But I will tell you that is... And I, and I don't bash the big guys or the real little guys. When you're in the middle, you have a lot of control over what you do. And you're, you do, you're not forced with making five bazillion of these cigars. You're not or you're small enough where you can't even get your hands on some of this tobacco because it's all spoken for. When you're in the middle, when you're the middle guys, um, when, when you're in the, in the center of the industry, that loin cut right in the middle, we we take a lot of pride in the fact that we're able to really be able to say, no, we're going to wait uh, or, you know, sit on tobacco and wait for the right time. 
our manufacturers that we partner with are the same way. My father, um, Drew Estate, um, and Tobacco Lord Pichardo, and Ernie. Ernie's a big component yeah. of that. I mean, Lake Karem, Ernie makes Lake Karem, and Ernie told us, like, dude, Broadleaf is is not available. And so that brand disappeared for a very long time. Yeah. And and it's 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 a joy to see it come back. And I can tell you that consumers that reach out to me via social media are always very positive and responsive to that. Yeah. And it's important. Um, so looking ahead, now we're now we're gonna shift into looking you know, a little bit into 2022, you, like you said, you guys already have a lot of stuff that's queued up, ready to, ready to push in 2022. Um, one or two things have already kind of been gotten little announcements or even a little teasers. So it, from what I remember, uh, starting off is there's going to be some, uh, size additions to the dreamer line. Yeah, so the Dreamer, uh, so there was a, 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 a blend that came out called The Traveler that Luciano did. And we took over distribution about halfway through the release of that limited edition, and it blew out, did great. And then he did Dreamer as a follow-up. And those, those names really very much speak to who Luciano is. And The Dreamer was a blend that Luciano said, man, you know, I worked really hard on this blend. I, I don't want it to see it go away. So we made the Lancero regular production which is great, but there are retailers that say, hey, listen, man, I want other Vitolas that I can sell to other guys who are not going to smoke Lanceros. So we, Luciano and I both sat down and said, okay, let's, let's work on some um, sizes. Um, he asked me what sizes I'd like to see, and then he went back, and Luciano's great with this. He's the kind of guy who will make the blend, smoke it, and say, absolutely not. That size will not work in this blend. And what we came down to was a Hermoso, uh, which is like a Robusto size, a little thinner, uh, we did a, a Toro Deluxe, uh, which is a, basically a Toro with a little, about almost an inch more added on. And then we did a Bellicoso, a beautiful Bellicoso. And so that is going to be a complete line. You'll be able to choose four different Vitolas and have those available in the retail shelves. And so we're very excited. We announced that. Uh, and then obviously uh, the, the Dreamer got on the top 25 list. So it just seems to be perfect timing. And we're actually going to debut it at TPE. It'll be available to all of our retailers across the country. But the first time people will be able to smoke the new sizes will be at TPE. Uh, and then you'll see it kind of start shipping out to retailers in February. So we're very, very, very excited about that. Nice. Awesome. And, you know, we know there's a lot of other stuff that's going to kind of be coming down the line. Is that the that's going to be the big announcement sort of that's 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 launched and pushed uh, at the TPE trade show coming up in a couple days. Um, and then, th you know, throughout the year, we know you guys have a lot of other stuff going on. Um, can you give us just, 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 just this much about yes. something well, down the line? I'll say this. We, we just, uh, are taking pre-orders on our shots, our Warris shots, which is a 50 ring oh, yeah, yeah. four inch cigar that will be shipping out at the end of February. Uh, great little cigar for the cooler weather, um, so that's something we've done, but we tend to do that almost every year. I will tell you that we will be announcing hopefully in the next 30 days, a nether limited edition Mildia size. I'm, I can't go into the size, but I know you guys are going to appreciate it and love it. Uh, and we'll, within 30 days, we'll announce another limited edition Mildias. Mildias, we did a Mareva. Yes. We did uh, the Escogido. We've done a Magico. And now we're going to do another one, another limited run. Lanzero. And <laughs> he's, He's is, got, that what, he, is that what you want? 
He's 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 all right. Let me call the factory real quick. Let me <laughs> stop. Stop making that size. We're gonna make less right, exactly. the Minnesota exactly. Bulls. No, um, you guys will hear about it in about 30 days. We're really excited. Nice. Look, Mil Diaz is our number one selling line. Yeah, I don't think that's any secret. It is uh it's a juggernaut for our brand, and it has put us in some retail locations that were maybe not so hip to boutique or medium to small brands. Uh, Mil Diaz really broke down a lot of walls. And so that for us, um, despite what William Cooper says, I love Lanceros. Um, I think it's very important to continue to give unique sizes and shapes because at the end of the day, John Huber is a cigar geek and nerd, just like all of us. And in particular sizes that we do, the Escojitos, for, for an example, it's a big cigar, long, not big ring gauge, but very long. Yeah. And it's, if you're a cigar geek, you want some of those. You want to smoke them. It's not a cigar that you're going to smoke every day, but it's fun to be able to do these sizes that may commercially not be huge, but for the cigar geek, it's our wink to you guys saying, hey, we think about you, we respect you, we are what you are, and here are some of these fun sizes that you can smoke and collect. And, and so it's been incredible. And so we'll be announcing that in 30 days. Okay, good deal. So one one other quick thing before we get into uh, Numero de los Muertos is, um, you know, you talked about the factory partnerships and you guys really have par- partnered with some of the best of the best from, from a factory perspective. And, you know, because of everything going on in the last two years with travel restrictions and tobacco shortages in some cases, things like that, um, have you guys, uh, how are things going, you know, with your factory relationships, with product availability, with raw material availability? And are you starting to see, because we've, we've heard whether it's boxes, bands, logistics. you know, logistics, are you starting to see that soften or light at the end of the tunnel where it's turning around? Yeah. So there definitely was a shortage of raw material. Uh, when the numbers, when you, you just look at the import numbers of premium hand-rolled cigars that are coming from Nicaragua, Honduras, and the Dominican Republic, those numbers are, are, are crazy big. No one predicted this, right? So the best way I can describe it is if you drink bourbon, there was a point there where bourbon became the, the liquor, the spirit, not just in the United States, but around the world. And obviously the bourbon makers... You have to plan four or five years for something like that. Tobacco is the same way. If you have a boom in six months, listen, these tobacco plants, we plant them as seeds. They have to grow. They have to get primed. They have to go in the, in the uh, curing barns. They have to go through the fermentation. Then they have to age, and then they have to go through the whole blend. There is so much work, so you can't pre-plant. So there was definitely a shortage of raw materials. Certain raw materials were harder to get than others. This is where our benefit is, is Drew Estate could probably stop making cigars tomorrow and have enough to supply for the next five to six years. That's yeah. how much tobacco they keep on hand. My father not only buys a lot of tobacco, but they grow a lot of tobacco as well. Um, Ernesto Perez Carrillo, who's been in his business since he was a, a young child, the relationships that he has with particular growers all over Latin America, from South America to Central America to the Caribbean, we can tap into those through him, right? And then Pichardo, they have 
six fields, I believe, in Nicaragua that they are constantly working. Some they own, some they co-op with other growers. And they have a huge plantation down in Ecuador where they grow a lot of wrapper, Habano, Sumatra, and Connecticut, and Connecticut hybrid. So the four factories that we're working with, we have a, 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 a direct line to many of the growers. So where usually um, there would be a much bigger hiccup because of that, we were spared a lot of that because of our partners. Now, saying that, there are particular tobaccos, uh, two of them that I'll mention, both from Connecticut. Connecticut Broadleaf and Connecticut Habano Maduro. Those two leaves were gone. It caused us to pull Lake Karem and Four Kicks Maduro off the market. And Four Kicks Maduro is still off the market right now. So we definitely felt the pain, but because of our strategic partnerships, it didn't hurt as bad as other people were hurting. So in the end of the day, man, I know Luciano was getting a lot of calls from factories saying, hey, brother, I need a favor. I need this or I need that. And he did everything he could to help each other out. This industry is really about that. And um, you work what you have. You produce what you have. And if you if something you don't have available, then you do the right thing and you wait until the right time and you just start stockpiling tobacco. And that's what Luciano has done. And that's a big investment that we've made into that factory and they make every day is really stockpiling tobacco for the future. Yeah. Well, and one, I, I have to, yeah, this, so this one last thing before we go to numero is, um, and, and this is kind of tying into our, our top 10 list of the year. So Rich says the, he found the CHC full court press. Oh, nice. In his travels today, smoking. And he said, it's fabulous. So, and that, that was, that was on our top 10 list. So that was, that hit the number five spot on our top 10 list. Even, even though this was a 2020 release. Yes, it was. Uh, but this hit our top 10 list for this year uh, because a lot for, for Garrett and I was because of smoking frequency, mm-hmm. you know, because this was a cigar that, that was on the shelf at, at a number of shops in the Twin Cities area here in Minnesota that it seemed like every time we went to the shop and we walked around the humidor and grabbed a handful of sticks, inevitably this was one of the ones that we put in that handful. Uh, because it was just every time we grabbed that cigar, that full court press, it was, it tasted exactly the same. It burned well. And, and uh, so just consistency, again, going back to your, your philosophy, consistency is always there with that. And blend, that's, and that's one and of that, the reasons and, we loved it so much. And that's kudos to uh, Ernesto Perez Carrillo, whose yeah. uh, factory does that blend, who did that blend for us. And it was a limited run and uh, I'm glad people got to really try it and smoke it and, Hopefully they'll try the new CHC Serie E, which is a continuation yeah. of that story. Yeah, and the the Serie E's are also moving like crazy up here in Minnesota, oh, yeah. uh, and and uh, fortunately there are still one or two spots where you can still I I know of even within the last few days you can still find the full court press. You can find all the sizes of the Serie E. So uh, I we just encourage people. These are cigars that we Garrett and I enjoy. Justin enjoys, we, we enjoy these cigars on a regular basis and they're blends that, um, we just don't think you're going to be disappointed with. No, not at all. So is it time Thank you guys? Oh, is it time? I think it's time. Are you sure? Um, yes, I am. Okay. Sure. All right. It is now time for this week's numero de los muertos. There it is. <laughs> a little late with the sound cue, but that's, it's okay. Justin, right. no, that was me. That's oh, always yeah. me. That's not Justin. That's that's totally on me. 
because because I forgot to I forgot to pre uh, pre cue it before the before the show started. <laughs> do we have a smoke in video? We do. So uh, as always, Numero de los Muertos is brought to us by our friends at Smoke In. <laughs> Right, Numero de los Muertos, episode 143. Garrett, what do you have for us this week? All right. Between 2014 and 2021, 218 people died as a, as a result of this. It's average is about 31 people a year. Between 2018 and 2014 and 2021. Yep. In the United States or around the world, sir? In the U.S., all right. As always, viewers, if you guys have guesses, join us in the comments. Miguel and I are going to play 20 questions and try to figure out average of 31 a year. Yes. Since 2014. Yep. In the U.S. In the U.S. Wearing flip flops at TPE. That's, that's <laughs> that, would, that would kill you. Wearing flip flops at TPE would kill you. That's a, that's I do not recommend flip flops. No, that's a hard pass. Um. Does this affect women and men? Is it not based on sex? Let me ask you that. That is correct. Okay. Um, would it be considered a workplace accident? Usually not. Is okay. it is it weather related? Oh, that's a great question. That's a great question. I'm sure um, it can affect the numbers, but don't think of it in that way. Okay. Matt, uh, the first thing I, I thought of, I'm going to talk to sidebar, 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 sidebar. Um, I was thinking because it's winter, I'm thinking maybe people shoveling their, their, their driveway and they mm -hmm. die. That's mm -hmm. what, that's what my mind went to. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but uh, I want to get your, what your, what do you think? Well, sadly, I bet that number's higher mm. when it comes to cardiac episodes when shoveling snow. I bet the number's higher than 31 a year, okay. sadly. Okay. I would agree. Um, as as somebody who can say I've I've nearly had a number of cardiac episodes over the years trying to <laughs> shovel freaking snow. Um, all right. So would this be considered a recreational activity? It would not. No, not recreational. Uh, do the, would these commonly take place on land or water? Land. On land. Okay, we should have background music playing when this, like the Jeopardy music, although that's copywritten, but fine. Yeah, we'll mm. figure that out. Yeah, that's one good. of these days. Mm. Um, okay, land, 31 people a year on average. Is a vehicle involved? Ooh. Yes. Very good question. I love that question. I'm thinking maybe motorcycle. No, maybe it's uh, like, a, like a fork truck or like a forklift, you know, and people dying from... Doing stupid things in forklifts. Um, I'm no. thinking, hmm. not lawn. I did lawnmower deaths. Yeah, we did lawnmowers. Oh, Rich has got. A, is it jaywalking? That's a really good one. It is not jaywalking. That's a good guess. It is. Um, 
uh, vehicles are involved. Yeah. Are the are the deaths people on or in the vehicles, or are the deaths people uh, pedestrians? Both. Oh, I got it. I got it. I, I think I know. I think I know. People that warm their car up in their garage and don't lift the garage door. Oh. Yeah, that's really good. That's not it. Oh, whenever you get, whenever you get, oh, that's really good. You know you're wrong. You know you're wrong. <laughs> I was on this show once and I nailed it like right away. I think. Yes, you did. This one, I'm struggling, gentlemen. Yeah. I'm struggling. It is not skateboarding. It is um, not snowmobile. Uh, this is land. And I will say those who die are victims. And this isn't, so we're talking land. We're not talking frozen lakes. Correct. I Okay. Yep. Ice fishing falling through. That was, yeah. that, that, that passed my mind as well. Not scooters not car fall i did that one is it related to school buses mm -mm. no segways oh mm, nope oh god um are they two-wheeled vehicles they can be they can be two but they're not that's not that's not a part of it not buses um <sighs> they're victims are these are, are these deaths currently or typically while the vehicles are in operation and moving or yes. Gol yes golf cart people playing golf getting killed on golf carts no oh my god come Great on guess. man um <laughs> people dying by getting in front of my truck when a shop had la patissier for sale <laughs> thank you Raul. Oh the, man! Uh, closest guess we've had so far. Um, oh, okay. Um, oh, crosswalks. No, no. That would be well, all right. I we need another right. hint. Some something that's not going to completely give it away. Uh, usually happens on the highway. Oh, killed by, uh, killed by deer. No. That's no. a good guess too. People... Would, you, would your father-in-law be called to one of these scenes? Could happen. Could happen. People, uh, people killed when changing their tire, changing a tire, or broken down on the side of the road. That's a good guess too, but no. Dang it! Not uh, not fire truck. Bigfoot. Those, those snow plows. Not snow plows. Oh, not big, tow truck drivers. Big Bigfoot is not involved. Uh, um, no, as much as I'd like. Treads coming off of semi trucks. That's good too. No. Victims. Victims. What? The people who die. Well, they're vic the, the people who die I in an accident are victims by nature. Uh, let's say some of these are targeted. Road rage? Road rage. Oh, I got it. Finally, wow. road rage. Really? Wow. 31 people are killed as a result of road rage Every in year. the U.S.? Yes. And I think 28 of them are in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> that Wait, is probably are... accurate. There's maybe a lot. All, maybe all 31. So, you, Well, a, a few in Minnesota. 
Well, yeah. yeah. Nothing pisses off a Minnesota person more than getting cut off where you're going to go see the wild. Well, <laughs> but but up here, it's, you know, you got Minnesota nice. So, you know, people are driving. Not me, by the way, because I'm an asshole when I drive. But 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 uh, you're from Indiana. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not born and raised here. So, yeah. I, but people up here are like, oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Pull right in there. Yeah, right and then, they, then they they miss the wild game because they're out there going, no, you for now, you first, no, nah, you first, you, no, you first. Nah, nah, nah. no, go ahead, it's okay, go ahead, it's yeah. all right. Do you want to take a stab at how many people go to the hospital due to road age every year? Oh, I'm gonna uh, 200, 200, 200 plus. I'm gonna say a thousand, nearly thirty thousand. Holy shit, thirty thousand yes. hospitalized in the U.S. because of road rage. Yes. You know, when I was a young wow. man, I'm 41 now, but when I was 16 to 21, I mean, I remember getting out of my car a few times, you know, pulling over and getting some, but as I've gotten older, that's insane. Like, that is not a smart thing to do. Like, I've learned as I've gotten older that one of the signs of maturity is letting things go. Go. And I do hear about some of these road rage incidents where, you know, it's crazy. And, and you know, actually, I, I, I remember um, a preacher friend of mine had told me uh, that he was counseling some friends of his and, and a married couple and the husband. One of the issues she had with her husband was that he would get so angry driving that he would yell out the car and everything. And he, I remember him telling me the advice he gave him was, listen, if you're by yourself and you want to do something crazy, but if your wife's in the car, you're putting oh. her life at risk. And so just think about that. And that, believe it or not, got him to change his ways um and uh but wow that that is uh i would have not guessed that obviously um and, that, and let me clarify that thirty thousand, so it was twenty eight thousand and change that was over that seven year period so oh totally in that time yeah okay wow well i will say it, it would be hilarious if if there was a, if I had a dash cam that also recorded the, the, the cab of my car <laughs> when I drove by myself and Garrett can, we, Garrett and I have taken many long road trips together and but Garrett doesn't even get the most of it. Cause when I'm by myself, it's like a Scorsese picture in that car. <laughs> but when I'm with, uh, when I'm with Garrett, it's still kind of up there, but it's, you know, a little bit more, you know, PG 13 rated. But then when the wife and the kids are in the car, you know, I I tr I do everything I can to tone it down. I think, but yeah, uh, when I'm by myself behind the wheel, I am just I'm 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 cursing and screaming at just about everything that happens around me. It's it it's a problem that I have to work on. Well, uh, we're actually going to have an intervention at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah, we brought you here tonight, Matt. We brought, we love you, uh, and we care we care about you. Hey, uh, I have the talking pillow. I have the talking <laughs> pillow. <laughs> Justin, when when they're all out at uh, TPE, make sure you get some CBD. Maybe that'll help yeah, calm yeah. them down a little bit. You know? When I had a friend in college who, um, so he would get just, and I get upset with people who hang out in the left lane, but his rage for people in the left lane, because he was originally from Delaware, and it's illegal in Delaware to pass on the right. So it was just ingrained in him. If someone was pass pissing you off in the left lane, he can't just go around the right. 
for, you know, that's how he, he grew up. So he would flash brights and put on his hazards and the whole thing to try and get people to, to move over and, and go nuts. I haven't seen Matt get to that level. But I don't go that far. I don't really, I don't really interact with the other drivers by flashing my brights or, or, or honking or anything like that. I just, I just grumble and swear at my, to myself. Really? You know how they have those little stands for your cell phone so you can put like directions? Maybe yeah. you should get a stand that has like a stress ball on the end. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the one with the little eyes and everything. You know, just... Ooga! Ooga! Oh, oh, you know what I mean? That, that may Serenity help. now! <laughs> oh, I got to work on that so I don't become a statistic like this week's Numero de los Muertos. <laughs> Then your letter, then your initials will go on our Las Calaveras band, though. If there's, yeah. <laughs> if, don't want if that. there's an upside, you'll be on a Las Calaveras band. It'll don't be want huge. that. It'll be huge. <laughs> All, right, All right. So that was this week's Numero de los Muertos. All right. So let's get into the lightning round. And you've been on the show a lot. So we, we dug deep. We got some brand new lightning round questions. Um, and before we bring up the graphic for the lightning round this week, I want to let everybody know the giveaway from LM Cigars is is still live. And I'm actually going to extend it a little while because I've been on the phone and or Internet chat all day with our our web hosting company. Our website is a little wonked up right now. Uh, so I promise I am working on it and I will have it fixed as soon as possible. But the uh, the the page that you go to for the LM cigars giveaway is a little jacked up right now. So you can't actually, if you want to continue entering, you can't do that right now. I'm working to get that fixed. So I'm going to leave it live for a few more days and I'll publish out on social media, let everybody know that it's live again and you can enter again. Uh, but lightning round is brought to us by our friends at LM cigars, and they have been offering extraordinary cigars at an exceptional value since 1876 on top of premium cigars. LM offers deals on many cigar accessories, such as lighters, cutters, and humidors from the biggest brands in the industry at prices that can't be beaten. If you're an avid smoker or just starting out, LM has a cigar that will suit your needs. They have everything from value to premium flavored and unflavored from Nicaragua to the United United States, their extensive selection offers an option for every type of cigar enthusiast. For more information, please visit, visit lmcigars.com or follow them on Facebook and Instagram at lmcigars. So, Miguel. Yes. Let's say the zombie apocalypse is coming. Mm -hmm. Who are the three cigar industry people that you want on your team? Oh my gosh. <laughs> this this is tough. This is really you know what? The first guy I'm grabbing is Tom Lazuka from Asylum Cigars. Hmm. Tom, I've, I've, I've known Tom since he worked at Calibri, then Davidoff, Camacho, uh, and to his asylum days. And Tom is just one of those guys I respect so much. Um, but Tom, Tom has a reputation. Uh he's he's a tough guy. I mean, you know, growing up in Detroit, he he can handle himself in a, in a bar fight. So I'm, I'm going to guess that he could probably handle a hell of a lot of zombies that he could punch out and, and, uh, and really take to. So that's, that's the first guy uh, that I'm going to get. That's the first, first guy. Um, oh, Lord, this is tough. Oh, 
who else would it be? It, it wouldn't be any of the Padrones or Fuentes. They're old guys, man. <laughs> you know, got I, a lot of guns. You want people with a lot of guns. Okay, Skip. Guns. It's going to be Skip because he has a Raptor. Oh, uh, yes. yes. And, and he has enough guns and, and, and ammunition. Um, and, you know, I could see him driving, Skip driving. Got the handgun out the one, and then you got Lazuka and passenger, and I'm in the back, you know, with the yes. with the with the guns. That's who I'm grabbing. I'm grabbing those two guys, and 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 they make fantastic cigars. So we would be smoking great cigars. Yeah, and uh, and I think that Raptor could probably do some damage running over some uh, some zombies. And it really depends on what kind of zombies. You know, that's a, a I'm sort right. of a monster fan. You know, are we talking the fast moving, the slow moving? You know, there's all different. So I think those two yeah. guys, regardless of the zombie, uh, I think those guys would do a very, very good job. And, and I hope they would pick me as well. Um, I'm a, probably uh, I'm a little slow. So, you know, that they needed to trip me and they could probably mm-hmm. do that. Uh, um, uh, I got always good cigars and good rum with me. Uh, <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. So that's what I'm bringing to the party. There now, look, go. I love shooting guns as much as the next guy. I'm not the best aim, but I don't think you need to have good aim when you're just mowing people down. Yeah, Zombies, yeah, you're, you know what I mean. It's, it's spray and pray. Absolutely, you and can't yeah. really spray and pray. You got to conserve your ammo. Well, you, they they do. I mean, according to all the movies, they have to be headshots. Yeah, you got to so, kill the brain. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so Miguel, let's say you're out at a bar with friends or a cigar club with friends. And suddenly they say it's karaoke night, and you are forced to get up and sing a song. What's the number one song you pick to sing at karaoke night? Ooh, um, <clears throat> one mic by Nas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do love old school hip hop, um, and I do. Uh, I never have a problem talking with people, interacting with people, but I do have a fear of singing because I, I, I'm not a singer. Uh, I did some backup singing in college in a, in a Latin band, but um, I think it would be the song Tequila. <laughs> nice. Nice. It's, it's a very simple song <laughs> to remember the words. And uh, I, feel like, I feel like I could really nail that because it's about timing. More it than is about voice. timing. 100%. So hopefully you know, that answer fits. The- <laughs> it's funny that the, for the last uh, three or four years, my family and I, when we, we celebrate New Year's here at home and we basically have a night where we make appetizers, you know, and it's the one night of the year we get out the deep fryer and, and, you know, make just, you know, food that's unhealthy but delicious. And then we watch the ball drop and we have a toast and then we open up YouTube and we go to karaoke and oh, every beautiful. everybody in the family gets to pick a couple songs and sing. And it's inevitable that my youngest son, Eli, says, I want to do tequila <laughs> I, say, oh, really? I say it's it's you sing like one word every every five minutes he's like yeah that's why i want to sing that song that, so that, that boy is going places <laughs> yes he, he is. is going places absolutely um so last question you can have an unlimited supply of one thing for the rest of your life what is it and you can't choose assume that you have all the cigars that you need Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so one thing you can have an unlimited supply of you never have to buy again in your whole life uh, it would uh, it would be one of two things it would be uh, Coke Zero 
Now, you may say, Miguel, why would you pick Coke Zero? But if you got a chance to hang out with me for 24 hours, you would know that I do about a 12-pack of Coke Zero a day. True story. And, and I've done this for probably since I was 16, but back then it was regular Coke. But the crazy thing happened. I got diabetes. I don't know how that happened. That's weird. Um, That's weird. So, really strange. has nothing to do with the, the, the regular Coke. But it would, it would be Coke Zero. Or it would be tickets to baseball games. Yes. Ooh, I love that. Oh, what yeah. a great answer. Because I, I, if there's anything I love more than material things in this life, I don't have, I'm not a diehard materialistic guy, but there's one thing that I love more than anything. It's sitting at a baseball game, smelling the hot dogs, smelling the popcorn, mm-hmm. the nachos, watching the ball, listen to the grass, I mean, smell the grass. Um, that to me is as Mozart of my life as you could get. Yes. And I, I, baseball. I have to give, I have to give a plug kind of a sort of a, a wish list thing for you that I'm going to, I'm going to say you should really try to make it to this event. There's an event up here in, in Minnesota called cigars and baseball. I've heard about and, it. And this actually, this previously it was held kind of, at this pavilion nearby target field where the twins play. But this past year, it was actually held at the ballpark where the St. Paul saints play. Mm-hmm. And it was in the, it was in the concourse. And, and there was actually a local, uh, you know, league team playing. And I, always, one of the things I've said before, I've talked to bear Duplissy about this before, because uh, also being a huge baseball fan, I want to go back in time to the days where you can sit in the ballpark and enjoy a cigar while you're watching the ball game. And I actually got a chance to do that at Cigars and Baseball because there was a team there playing, and I'm standing up in the concourse looking down at the green field in a beautiful day. Sun is out. There's a nice breeze, and I'm watching baseball, enjoying a premium cigar, surrounded by hundreds of, Maybe maybe thousands of of fellow cigar smokers who uh, who love the cigar culture. Cigars and baseball is an absolutely phenomenal event that also gives back to an incredible charity that builds ballparks for uh, for kids with special needs. So if you're ever able to make it to the event, brother, I would love to host you and just have you have you come out and to Minnesota and and enjoy that event. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I've heard a lot about it. I've heard a lot of great things. I'm glad you suggested that. I thought you were going to go and say insulin. Diabetes. Because that would work as well. That would save me a lot of money. Uh, again, I don't know how I got diabetes. Um, but speaking of baseball and cigars, Crosley Field, uh, where the Reds played, and that's where a lot of the big red machines first got caught up, and then they won all their games in Riverfront Stadium, and went on that incredible run in the 70s. But um, what's great about uh, Crosley Field in Cincinnati when it was uh, the Reds ballpark, there it was very cigar friendly. And only one cigar was sold in the ballpark. It was like an official cigar sold only in Crosley Field. And it was called Eyebold. And you could still find it. It's like a domestic cigar today. But back then, I heard it was a pretty good cigar back then. But you basically smoked Eyebolds and you could watch the Reds play in Crosley Field, um, and I and and I'm with you. Like going back to see the, I mean, that would be incredible. The only part I don't like is I can't imagine sitting through a nine inning game with a suit and tie on with a fedora. That does not sound fun to me at all. 
Yeah, that I would probably still opt for, you know, shorts and, you know, uh, you know a, a jersey or, or if it, you know, it's, if it's a cool evening, a, a hoodie. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. I, I've been to Target Field. Um, and let me tell you a quick little story. I remember the first time I went to Target Field. The Reds weren't playing or anything. I was just up there in business, went to the game and bought a cheap ticket and was sitting up in the nosebleeds. And I, I had a Reds cap on, but the Reds weren't playing. And all of a sudden, this usher walks up to me, and I, I thought it was kind of weird, you know, that this guy was approaching me. He was deadlining for me. He goes, hey, you're not from around here, are you? And I said, no, I'm from Cincinnati. I'm in town on business. I wanted to, to see the Twins play. And he goes, well, come on down. And he took me down to, to almost the first row right there and said, sit here for a couple innings. And then he sent a, another guy, usher, came over and said, hey, let me show you this other side of the field. And by the end of the game, I had sit in every section – Nice. They were just passing me off to different ushers. And it was just, it was one of those experiences that uh, I, it was incredible. I remember leaving that ballpark thinking to myself, the people here are unbelievably nice, sweet. And I just, I, I'm a fan, you know, I'm a fan now. I, I, when I tell people, go see Target Field, go watch the Twins play, the hospitality is first class there. Yeah. And it, it is really a nice ballpark a too. Ballpark. Just a, a, a good the, the place yellow, to play. The game. off off white yellow stone that they have there, yeah. Uh, yeah, is just gorgeous, man. And from my from what I hear, they actually it's a quarry in Minnesota that they got that from. Yes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it is. All right, so let's move into this week's notable smokable. And as always, notable smokables is brought to us by our friends at Ace Prime Cigars. Notable cigars. Notable passion, notable purpose. So, Miguel, you've been through this before. We name a cigar that we smoked recently that was interesting to us. It could be a cigar that's been on the market for decades or something brand new that we just smoked for the first time ever. So is there something that fits that bill for you? I've smoked a lot of cigars recently, and uh, I'll, sh I'll shine a little light on Padron, not that they need any help from me, <laughs> <laughs> but it's amazing to me when people talk Padron, it's so funny. Everyone talks about 64. They talk about the 26. They talk about the little hammer, all of the 15, 20, 30, 40, $50, $80 stick cigars. And recently I started to pick up some of the thousand series, um, especially the 6,000, the yes. Maduro, the torpedo. And damn, like it is always good. It is yes. so perfect draw. It is such a great cigar. And it's so funny. I'll, people will ask me, what's your favorite brands? And I'll say, you know, I'll say Roma Craft. I'll, I'll say Agronosa. And then ultimately they'll say, well, what line or what size? And when it's Padrona, I feel like now, like I'm going to say the 6,000 Maduro. And, and they're going to say, what? What about the 64? Yeah, I know those are great. I know those are great. But right. Don't forget about the thousand series. What yeah. a great cigar! Yeah. And and damn it, it it's not the sexy release. It's not the sexy Padron, but damn, it is it is loyal and tasty. Man. Yes, loyal. That's a great word. I love it. And it's friggin' twelve bucks mm -hmm. or under or under. Yeah, eight bucks most places, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Depending but, on where you live. Yeah, where you where live. You live. But yeah. I get it's just one of those things where sometimes we forget. Um, you know, we always want to choose the sexy cigar. It's like Fuente, man. Like, give me a Don yeah. Carlos over an Opus any day. Like, I'll take a Don Carlos. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and sometimes we forget that there's other lines. And, and, and the Thousand Series is 
money every time straight i money. love that yeah i love what, that what was your notable this week garrett well the one that stands out the most and i was thinking about it earlier today what i was gonna was gonna pick and it was kind of a clear winner um the money 35 oh yeah that uh which size was it that um it was the big the churchill, the churchill size yeah the 1935 i'm not a big church i'm not a big cigar guy um like matt you know obviously everybody knows i'm a lancero whore but <laughs> corona corona gorda lonsdale is my sweet spot and uh, but that churchill yeah 19 it was the first time i had that size and I still haven't. We we just got in that torpedo size of that cigar at uh, Sodi's. I haven't tried. I want to try that size because I've heard that, that size either. is really outstanding too. So you guys um, could probably you guys could probably do a whole show on you 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 find a blend in a particular line that is not your Vitola, not your size, not a cigar. You but in that blend, it is perfect. And yes. I find I, that happens to me too. Where you go, man? Like I'm a Corona Gorda guy all day long, but. Damn it! Once in a while, you'll find like a fifty-four, which is totally outside of my range. And yeah, go, yeah. That blend in that size is key. It's money. Yeah. Yep. So my uh, my notable this week was I actually so um, you guys have have seen on the show that, that we're gonna be at the Great Smoke uh, in at the end of February uh, with with Abe and everybody from Smoke In, and the people from Espinosa and our friends at Cigar Dojo came out with a diet sarsaparilla which is a connecticut shade wrapped version of the sarsaparilla uh, that that came out back in 2014 that was one of my favorite san andreas wrapped cigars that lazona ever put out and so i got a bundle of those diet sarsaparilla connecticut shade wrapped and i'm telling you yeah it's got it's got the flavor it's got some flavors yeah it's i'm, I'm a big fan of of eric and the whole espinosa team and their blending and hector and everyone over there that's a cigar obviously i haven't got the uh, i haven't tried that yet i have to call in a favor to jack Taranio, but uh that's it sounds delicious yeah it's good stuff so um and we'll be we'll be at the great smoke um you know at the end of february so mm-hmm. um so just to give our viewers an idea of some cool stuff we have coming up soon the coolest thing is two days from now and for the few days after that, we are going to have live trade show coverage at the Tobacco Plus Expo in Las Vegas, Nevada. Mm. We will be on the show floor the 26th through the 28th interviewing people from cigar companies that we have loved for years and cigar companies that maybe we've never heard of. We want to, as always, we want to get their stories. We want to find out about what they have on the market some cool new stuff that's coming out and just uh, get to meet them and let you guys as our viewers get a chance to know who they are and what they have going on. So that is going to be, and and every day, you, this is why you guys need to go onto our YouTube channel and you need to go to our Facebook page. And not only do you need to like those pages and subscribe, but you need to make sure you subscribe for reminders whenever there's new videos coming up. Cause we're just, it's just going to be bing, bang, boom throughout those days. We're going to be going live and you never know when it's going to happen. And we don't want you guys to miss those videos. So make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel and that you follow us on Facebook and uh, follow so that you get notifications when we go live. So we're actually going to Vegas. We're actually, we're going to go there. We're yeah, we're going to go there. Oh, we're going there. Yeah. Now, now, are you ready to get on a plane again? Dude. Oh, he's a pro now. 
He's yeah. he's been like on what ten flights this year already? Fourteen. Fourteen. He's yeah. He's I, a pro. He's got the neck pillow. He's yeah, got the, he's... The, the the black thing to pull over your eyes. I mean, now yeah. he's like he's like, give me my latte. Just give me on a plane. I'm yeah. He's already being rude to flight attendants and the whole bit. <laughs> yeah. <He's... laughs> I heard about him. I saw him on the news the other day. He exactly. Exactly. They had, they had no peanuts. He was yeah. raging, raging. <laughs> He he's, he walks on wearing a MAGA hat and it's, you know. It's, I'm telling you, this guy. I don't know what happened to him, buddy. He's I don't almost, need to wear my mask. He's, he's almost Have you read he's, the Constitution. He's only he's like you behind a wheel of a car when someone's slow in front of you, bro, on a plane. <laughs> Except he can't roll down the window. You know what I mean? They frown um, on that. Another thing that I wanna uh, I wanna highlight is. Uh, I've started a, a new series that we're going to be kicking off here pretty soon. I've just finished the first review of doing what we're calling the throwback reviews. Flashback. Flashback. We're calling the flashback <laughs> reviews. And um, the, the first one is written, and we're going to be publishing that in the next couple of weeks sometime. But look forward to those flashback reviews, uh, starting with cigars that are just have been classics and mainstays uh in the industry and you know if you're a new cigar smoker you're not going to see any you know new reviews on these cigars so i'm bringing back we're bringing back some flashback reviews and uh i'm gonna have a lot of fun doing it i think that's great man uh people tend to forget everyone always wants the new new right but <clears throat> when you have a cigar that's been in a humidor for 20 years 30 years um that is that is that's that's success right there yep. yeah and it's the flashbacks is really just a chance grab a couple cigars off the shelf that you know have been mainstays for the the rule for us is at least it's got to be on the market for at least 10 years or more and grab a couple off the shelf and just see how they're smoking today and just let people know hey these these are still out there they're still uh you know these brands are still kicking and yep. uh so there, that one's going to be up soon. I just got to get the pictures taken. Um, so, uh, Miguel, we know that you guys are going to be at TPE, but um, give our viewers and listeners also uh, an idea where they can get the best up-to-date information on everything Crown Heads, Ace Prime, and Pichardo. Well, first of all, I would say that um, the best way to keep in contact with us is through Instagram, right? Websites are cool and all, and and for for – Reviews and stuff, that's where you go, right? But I think to follow cigar companies, Facebook was a thing, Twitter was a thing, but Instagram is really where I think the cigar industry shines because of the photography, because of the instant, you know, the photo, you really see the graphics. And a lot of the cigar makers, they don't control a lot of their Facebook pages. They have a team that does that or they have someone in the office, but almost every cigar maker I know controls their own Instagram page. So I would say check out John Huber, who is uh, one of the owners of Crown Heads, uh, he is at, at the crowned heads on Instagram. I have my Instagram on the screen as well at M I G S C H 1980. Uh, and then Luciana, Luciana Morales, M I E R E L L E S Luciana Morales. You can find out all the information on Pichardo on ACE prime through Luciano on Instagram as well. Those are the best places to interact. Luciano controls his Instagram. John controls his you can have a direct link to the cigar makers, to the face of the brands, and you can interact with them and see all the new and exciting things that they're working on. Nice. Well, Miguel, thank you so much for being our guest again on How About That Cigar Live for episode 143. 
brother, it's always a pleasure having you on the show. And we are so grateful and excited to see you in a couple days in Las Vegas. Well, uh, before I log off here, I just want to tell you guys, thank you for all the hard work that you guys do. I think it's very important to understand that in our industry, um, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, even the 90s, you had to go into a cigar shop to learn what was new, what was going on. But in today's modern world, guys like you who put your hard time, your or hard earned money, your time, your energy and your focus to carrying that flag of this industry. It means the world to all of us. And I know that when I talk to other manufacturers, people talk about people like you guys, they, your show has come so far and people really enjoy it. Please keep up the good work. Thank you for all the work that you guys do. And I am forever loyal to you guys. Whenever you have me back on the show, I'm here to support you guys. Many blessings to both of you. And I will see you in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And um, safe travels, my friends. To All right. you as well. Thank you, brother. Thanks so much. Uh, for our viewers and listeners, guys, we are so grateful to you as always. You are the best part of How About That Cigar. So thank you so much for watching. Uh, and thank you so much for listening to the audio podcast. Um, like I said, it's been 2021 was a phenomenal year for the audio podcast. Phenomenal. And uh, we look forward to a fantastic 2022. It's going great so far. Please pay attention to our our TPE trade show coverage. We're going to have some great interviews, and we are excited to bring that information to you. Uh, As always, if you guys have questions for Garrett or myself, make sure to email us at the website, howaboutthatcigar.com. Follow us on all social media at HBT Cigar. And, of course, as always, burn cigars. Not bridges. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody.